Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Listen to Spurs Cast, episode 473. My name is Paul Garcia and I am the host of the Spurs Cast. For this episode 473, I will be going solo. Uh, the Project Spurs writer I had lined up to join me. We had some tef- technical difficulties. Um, over in San Antonio, I'm recording this on Wednesday evening. There was actually snow out in the outside, basically. So, San Antonio, if you look up, if you get on Twitter and you look up Wednesday evening's timeline, uh, there's videos, there's pictures, all people in San Antonio kind of talking about the snow. Uh, day that or evening should I say that happened so with that you know that we had some technical difficulties on our end in the recording situation so I will be this will be a pretty short show so let's go to begin by reviewing our not our but the Spurs has passed four games so on the last episode 472 Tom Petrini had joined me and, and we had both given our predictions of how the Spurs would finish the Spurs ended up going three and one just like Tom and I called however the losses were a little bit different so let's go ahead and get into what happened there so Last Friday, the Spurs beat. They went to Memphis. They beat the Grizzlies by 16 points. Something you saw different there was uh, the Grizzlies really, after Lamarcus Aldridge scored 41 in their previous game against Memphis, uh, the Grizzlies really showed a lot more aggression in terms of trying to double team him and throwing, uh, definitely blitzing him a little bit more there uh, in that game. Then on Sunday, the Spurs went to Oklahoma City and they lost to the Thunder by three. However, with context, that loss is very interesting because. San Antonio actually uh, didn't play most of their core guys there. LaMarcus Aldridge sat out that game. Rudy Gay sat out that game. Monta Ginobili got a DNP. Uh, and then Pop, Coach Pop only played Patty Mills and Pal Gasol and some of the other core guys just for um, the first half. Uh, Tony Parker also missed that game as well. So it was kind of a plan. Not, I wouldn't say plan loss, but plan game where he was only going to play the young guys. So you saw Derek White get some max minutes, uh, Kyle Anderson, DeJounte Murray, a lot of these young guys. And they actually were down by, you know, double digits. But then in the fourth quarter, they actually had the lead. Davis Bertans was there, too. They couldn't quite make the full comeback uh, as they did lose to the Thunder, who had all their guys, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Carmelo Anthony. They had all their, their core players, the Thunder, and they could barely beat the Spurs' as a squad, who, who was mainly consisting of former Summer League players and, and Austin Spurs players. Uh, at one time in their career. Uh, the Spurs, though, did sustain an injury during this game. They lost Kyle Anderson for about two to three weeks. He's out with an MCL sprain where he got injured in that game against OKC. Uh, then the next night on, on Monday in San Antonio, the Spurs hosted the Detroit Pistons, and they actually won that game by three. Now, now in this game, Coach Pop did play most of his core guys, and you saw Rudy Gay get the starting nod. Uh, the Spurs posted 30 assists. The, the Pistons, too, try to try to really um, send more double-team action at Aldridge, and the Spurs moved the ball. Um, because of that, and they really uh, picked up those assist numbers. Then on Wednesday night, the Spurs beat the Miami Heat by 12. This was a pretty close game. The Heat were shooting um, you know, a pretty cr- crazy high uh, field goal percentage from three-point land. You know, you, They came into that game 19th in, 
in a three-point shooting, and then all of a sudden they were just keeping themselves in that game. Tyler Johnson was the main one of the main guys there. But the Spurs did eventually pull away in that fourth quarter. They ended up winning by 12 points. And again, the Spurs had 30 assists in that game. So the uh, Spurs went 3-1 and one of the last four games. Tom and I were both correct in our prediction and records. However, uh, we were both wrong in the loss. We thought they'd lose to the Pistons, and they ended up losing that game to OKC. But I think they would have won that game had they played their core uh, players, the San Antonio. So they could have maybe been 4-0. However, you know, Pop had to choose. Does he keep his guys fresh for the Monday game or the Sunday game? Going into our first topic of the Spurs cast, we're going to go ahead and uh, discuss the injury situation. So as I mentioned, Kyle Anderson is now out for about two to three weeks uh, with an MCL sprain. That's per Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN.com. Kawhi Leonard is finally probably on his way back to to, to playing basketball again. Uh, The San Antonio Express News' Jabari Young reported that Kawhi is expected to make his debut, his NBA debut this season. Not NBA, season debut, should I say. Uh, Saturday at Phoenix, the Spurs. The Spurs go to. They have a game Friday in San Antonio against the Celtics. He won't play in that game. It doesn't look like. However, Kawhi is expected to uh, meet the team in, in Phoenix and, and play on Saturday Saturday night against the Suns. Um, which is, you know, a pretty. If, if this does happen, this is a pretty, you know, smart move by the by the Spurs. You know, you don't want to throw them right into the fire against the best team by record in the NBA, which is the Celtics. You know, it's really a lot of pressure for him to do a lot. You know, especially in his first game back. Um, I really think you're going to see Pop kind of take the same approach he's done with Tony Parker. Where he kind of plays him at a certain amount of minutes. Maybe he doesn't even play him in fourth quarters. It's like a gradual process. So these these two games that, that the Spurs have coming up on the road, which are. Um, at Phoenix and then at Dallas on Tuesday, those are pretty good games where they're, they're not great. You know, they're not the best of teams uh, and, you know, can kind of just put Kawhi in there a few minutes. Cause then uh, by, by later next weekend, the Spurs are at Houston. That becomes a pretty big game where you're going to need Kawhi. If you, if you're trying to go for, for the win there against the Rockets who are on fire right now with Chris Paul and James Harden. So yes, it's looking like by this weekend, Kawhi will be back or if not for sure, probably by next Tuesday. So, so that is obviously good news for the Spurs. Uh, they're going to be getting their their MVP candidate back. Well, he was an MVP before the injury happened. Uh, well, due to the missed games question. Now, going into our second topic of the Spurs cast, let's talk about, a little bit about what's happening with Lamarcus Aldridge right now. Um, he's averaging, you know, he's he's doing well still. You know, twenty two point six points per game. Uh, one thing though that you're seeing ever since that Grizzlies game where uh, he had 41 assists, I mean not 41 assists, 41 points, is that teams uh, are starting to, to 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 be way more aggressive in terms of uh, double teaming him, in terms of some of tra- trying to trap him, trying to uh, throw throw some blitzing action at, at him. Manu Ginobili mentioned that, and the Spurs have at least moved the ball because of that. They've gotten 30 assists in their last two games against the Pistons and the Heat, and this is something you're you're kind of seeing is that. All, that kind of tells you that Aldridge is back at that level of he's demanding respect from defenses. Uh, Eric Spolstra, before the game against the Heat, he basically said, um, you know, one of their, their plans as a defense is never to want to double team a guy. But he already said pregame that Aldridge was so dominant against them in Miami earlier in the season where he had 31 points that they're going to have to double team him, especially with, with, uh, with since they didn't have Hassan Whiteside. So you're seeing that. Teams are coming in now prepared that hey, we we need to try to get Lamarcus uh, the ball out of his hands, try to get him not not you know not not letting him make plays, making someone else make plays, and obviously the Spurs are still are still reaping the benefits even if they're they're getting the ball out of his hands because Aldridge is going out and they're moving the ball. He doesn't get credit for the assist, but you can tell that it's happening because he's getting at the post. Uh, the Spurs are running way more pick and roll action now that Tony Parker's back to get Aldridge some better shots as well. So for the season, he has a 28.7% usage. Um, against Detroit, he had 17 points. Uh, Miami, he had 18 points. Then Memphis at 22 points as well. So 
Aldridge obviously is getting the respect of defenses, and it's going to be that much harder to guard him when Kawhi Leonard comes back because then, you know, how can you double Aldridge when you have Kawhi on the opposite side? And then you still have Rudy Gay out there. The third topic I wanted to go into is uh, the Rudy Gay uh, situation. He's playing very well right now, uh, averaging 12.2 points per game, 5.3 rebounds, 1.7 assists, uh, one steal a game, and then 1.7 turnovers. Now, a few weeks ago, I think it was about two weeks ago, I had Colin Reed on, on the Spurs cast. And we had at that time, Rudy was kind of tailing off a little bit. I think he was only, only averaging around eight points per game dur- during a few games there. But he's kind of picked it up. And I, I thought maybe it had to do something with like some injury or, or he wasn't um, fully healthy. Now, he has been put on the injury port over the last two games with a um, sore right heel. But as of the Spurs' latest injury report before their game against the Celtics, he does not have an injury uh, coming into that game that, that they're listing. So maybe he's he's finally healthy. Uh, he's been starting the last two games uh, with Kyle Anderson out, and he's been playing very well as a starter next to Aldridge and Pau Gasol and um, Danny Green and Tony Parker. So he'll obviously go back to the bench once um, once Kawhi Leonard comes back. Kawhi should be the starter there at the small forward spot, and then Rudy will go to the bench. One thing I wanted, I, I was interested in, and I, I wanted to have uh, the Spurs, uh, the Project Spurs writer discuss it with, with me, but I'll just go ahead and go into it. Uh, I wanted to see how how Gay might um, he, how he might kind of keep himself established when Kawhi comes back because you know right now he's second on the team in usage percentage he has a twenty four point two percent usage which is the second highest to Aldridge and that's obviously going to take a dip for both of these guys when Kawhi comes back because he should be you know you think he's going to he's going to be the top guy that they run other sets through he's their best player basically so I'm wondering if if Gay can keep up this kind of aggressiveness this kind of um, this kind of efficiency uh, that'll be something to watch I think I think he can and then something else is I wonder if Coach Pop maybe changes up the lineup a little bit especially the starting lineup. Because one thing you saw against the Miami Heat, because they were playing because they were playing small, uh, Pop started the game with Powell at the, at the five uh, to begin the game. But then by by the second half, after the Heat had put up a lot of points on the Spurs in the first half, they really couldn't guard them. It took a, it was they were really penetrating uh, their defense. Pop actually chose to bring Powell off the bench in the in the third quarter, and Gay started at the four, and then they um, <clears throat> they brought somebody else in. Uh, off the bench, it was Brent Forbes that they put in at the two, and they put Danny Green as the three. So I'm wondering now, is this something you, the Spurs are going to see more often? Maybe Pop elects to maybe not, maybe not bench Powell for the whole game. I mean, I mean not bench him, but you know, not start him for the whole game. Maybe, maybe bring him in the third quarter. Maybe you know, to put a team away, he starts. He starts each second half with Kawhi, Rudy Gay, and LaMarcus Aldridge. That would be very interesting because that's obviously like that's going to be part of their best lineup on the floor is to have those three guys along with Danny Green on the floor, especially defensively. They can switch everything um, on pick and roll action, on, on, on low posters, not a lot of weaknesses out there. So that's something to watch. Does he does when 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 Kawhi's fully back? Does he maybe start Gay for a whole game, or does he look at maybe doing a, a kind of half by half basis, or is it just based on matchups like you saw against the Heat? They were playing a small ball unit. Pop saw that that was becoming a problem for Powell defensively, so he had to he had to switch it up and bring Powell off the bench. So that that'll be something to watch is is how to, how does Gay keep himself established once Kawhi does come back? Does he, does he still play efficient even though he's going to get probably less looks, um, less time with the ball in his hands uh, with Kawhi there? We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back after these messages. This podcast is brought to you by ADT. When it comes to something as important as your family safety, you need real protection with ADT. What does real protection mean for you? 
Well, real protection means you can get all of the latest innovation in smart home security from ADT combined with 24-7 monitoring from the most trusted name in home security. You'll get a team of professionals designing and installing a secure smart home just for you, including 18,000 employees safeguarding you and your family, along with a connection to first responders. Your secure smart home includes everything from video doorbells and indoor and outdoor cameras to smart locks and lights controlled from the ADT Go app or the sound of your voice. You can also get professionally monitored carbon monoxide and smoke detectors. Everything is custom designed to fit your home, all from the nation's number one smart home security provider. You can even get safety on the go in the car or when the kids are at school with the ADT Go app with an SOS button. Ready to learn more? Visit ADT.com backslash podcast to learn more about how ADT can design and install a secure smart home just for you. Okay, thank you, Spurscast listeners, for ch- tuning in to episode 473. Again, this is Paul Garcia, the pro- uh, Spurscast host. Let's go ahead and go into your Spurscast Twitter questions of the week. So we uh, obviously we ask you to go on to Twitter, use the hashtag Spurscast, and, the, and give us some questions for the for the for the upcoming episode. So it's, uh, on this episode, we have about about four four to five questions here. Okay, our first one comes from at Ozak Dermis. They ask, "Do you think Spurs' low athleticism will cause a problem at playoff?" like teams OKC Minnesota. So uh, they're basically just asking that if, if the Spurs have low athleticism, uh, especially against uh, teams like, I guess, OKC in Minnesota, uh, I think they're okay in the, in the fact that, like I mentioned, in, in a playoff situation, they're going to have lineups with a lot of minutes of these four guys that you need on the floor in a playoff series because of their defensive ability and their scoring ability. You're going to have Danny Green on the floor, Kawhi Leonard on the floor, Rudy Gay on the floor, and LaMarcus Aldridge. You're going to get a lot of heavy minutes with those four guys on the floor. And just those four positions right there, they can switch a lot of different things. They can they can exploit different matchups. Um, and you know, even even though Danny's not not a guy who you're, you're expecting to you know, take over a game, he has increased his his uh, off the dribble game. So so he's no longer just a liability as far as like just being a, a spot up three point shooter. He can put the ball on the floor and make plays going to the basket, or he can he can try to keep the offense uh, keep the offense facilitating. I think if there's one spot they might be a little ex- exploited at when the playoffs do come, it's probably at the point guard. You know, you still have Tony Parker and Patty Mills. Um, uh, at, at that spot and and that's kind of you know Murray hasn't totally flourished it's still early in the season maybe he does eventually um, make that pro- that progression and it's more of a defensive wise you know you definitely need Parker in there to, to run the offense uh, you've seen how, how they've been way more stable since he's come back way, way more pick and roll action uh, you need Patty for that second unit in terms of scoring the ball but in the playoffs, it does get more difficult uh, uh, as you go up higher in the matchups against uh, each team if you keep advancing and I think that's a spot where they may tinker with not even using a point guard at times in the playoffs. Maybe they'll go with Kyle Anderson at some minutes uh, with, with um, Monte Ginobili, with maybe even um, Britt Forbes if he plays his way in, in there. So so they have a lot of different options, but I think for sure uh, they're going to have Danny, Kawhi, Rudy, and L.A. And, and just having those four guys lets you stay uh, within a series of any team right now in the league. So so just having those four guys, as long as those four are healthy, you're going to have a really, a really good shot against any team right now uh, in the playoffs, regardless of athleticism. Um, uh, for at o- Ozak underscore Dermis. Okay, our next Spurscast question comes from at Prima T8. They ask, what about our two-way contract players? Can we use them? Status, please. Uh, okay, for the Spurs' two-way contract players, uh, they have two guys right now. They have Darren Hilliard, um, who's who's like who's, who's a guard, who's a, but like kind of like a shooting guard, plays a little bit of point there. Um, and then they have Matt Costello. Now, Yes, the Spurs can use them. However, there's a limit to how, how much they can use them. They can only use them for up to 45 days okay, at the NBA level. And that, that includes uh, 
game action um so 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 right now it looks like the spurs aren't using them just yet because i haven't seen you know at least at the home games that i go to i haven't seen costello very often i haven't seen hilliard very often on the bench it's maybe been two or three games if i if i had to guess uh try, try to recall my memory now how are they doing right now they're do, they're doing well if, if if you really want to keep an eye on those guys are are um our writer, John Diaz, keeps a great profile of these two guys. I go over to SpursOn6.com. He always does constant recaps. He does any kind of news that's happening with those two players, uh, Hilliard and Costello. He does very, very in-depth analysis. So if you really want to see how, how those guys are doing, uh, definitely visit SpursOn6.com. So just real quick for Hilliard, um, he's played 11 games with the Austin Spurs. He's averaging 24.3 points, 4.8 rebounds, and 3.4 assists. Matt Costello has played in eight games. As of this recording, he's averaging 11 points, uh, nine rebounds, and 2.8 assists. Now, he had missed a few games here, uh, and this, there was never an injury report that went out. But but uh, our, our product Spurs writer John is uh, thinking there that, that it might have been some sort of injury, or, we, or we're not we're not too sure. We haven't got confirmation of why he was held out for a few games. But he's back on the floor. Uh, John had actually texted me before we started recording the Spurs cast that Spurs cast that he's he came in off the bench, so Costello should be playing ball again. Um, so, thank you for that question. At Prima T8, and hope, and again, visit SpursOn6.com if you want more information on how how the, the G League process works with the two way contracts. Uh, our next question comes from at Chillin, oh, uh, I mean seventy two at Chillin seventy two. They ask, do you see the Spurs making any additions before the trade deadline? I know that is not their mo. I, Tom and I actually went into this into this. Um, this topic very very much in detail last week on the last Spurs cast. So if you, if you really want to get see that the trade scenarios we threw out there, um, go go to the go go look through our, our archive for episode 472. We actually um, we we both said that we don't think they're going to make they'd make a deal as far as moving anyone um, this season right now, but just based on that Kawhi Leonard hasn't played yet and they look they're they're basically third, third in the Western Conference without without him, so they're only going to get better once he gets back. Um, we, we actually put some, some scenarios They were, they were more so for fun. Cause we don't think it's really going to happen, but we put Marcus saw, we put some, pa- Tom put a package for Marcus saw what the Spurs would need to do to get him. And I put a package for Paul George. Again, we, I, I don't think that they would, they're going to make a move. You know, what's going to get interesting is what if when the buyout market comes in late February, there's somebody on the market that they really like because they don't have everyone on the roster is actually playing very well right now. You know, the guy you would think was uh, coming into the season. You think the guy who was, who had a chance of getting let go would be Brent Forbes because his deal doesn't guarantee until January 10th. But look at what Brent Forbes is doing for them. He just kept them in the game the other day against the Heat. He, uh, he, he goes off on these scoring runs. Um, he's, he's, he's their top three-point percentage shooter by percentage, should I say. And he's basically in Pop's rotation. Pop was very, Pop's been very complimentary of him. Uh, he says that he's definitely carving out an NBA career. He was kind of joking when he said he compares him to Steph Curry more so than Gary Neal. But Bryn is a guy that that Pop's definitely trusting right now. Uh, you know, both in both parts, Pop even complimented his defense. He's, you know, he, he says that he works hard on that. And obviously, you know, he, he's a little undersized for his position. The guys he has to guard. And remember, he's not even playing point guards. He's playing at the the two three spot. So he has to to play the the wing spot mainly. Um, out on the floor and, and he's made an, an impact for the Spurs. So right now it doesn't look like Forbes would be the guy who gets waived. So if there was an interesting player in the buyout market later on the season, I don't know who they'd waive uh, if they wanted to, to, to get that player onto their team. I just don't think they would do that at all. I think all 15 guys are pretty safe now uh, for the rest of the season. Cause even their young guys like Derek White, the guys that aren't playing, they're, they're still going to, there's still a lot of potential with those guys. Even Murray, you know, he just got benched, obviously, because Parker's back. Uh, he's lost pretty much a lot of his minutes. But even him, he has so much potential, and he's so young, and you have him on a on a on a, on a low end contract that you you have to keep him around and just see what he what he turns into eventually down the road. Our next question comes from at 
JackN64. So at JackN64, they ask, who do you think Spurs should focus on signing more next season with their rookie contracts running out? Forbes, Anderson, or Bertans? All three showing amazing potential. This is a good question, and I, I hate to, you know, it, it, you have to be the, you really have to wait till the summer, and here's why. It's not really, a, they may have, you know, a feeling of who they want to sign back. They, maybe they do want to bring Kyle back, uh, Bryn, Davis Bertens, and Bryn Forrest, but it kind of, a lot of their their, their plan re, uh, revolves around what are some of their other players going to do this summer. So so let's go into that discussion a little bit more. So so right now, Kyle Anderson, the Spurs can make him a restricted free agent at $3.2 million if they extend him a qualifying offer by a certain date. Uh, Davis Bertans, they'd have to extend him $1.7 million, and Bryn Forbes, $1.7 million as well. So they can make all three of these guys restricted free agents, and that way it gives the Spurs some some sort of security in terms of if a team throws a, a massive amount of money or, or, or a certain amount of money that the Spurs don't want to match, they they, ha- they have that choice of do we do we keep that player and maybe go over the tax, or do we let that player walk in, into that, that new scenario? So I think right now the guy that's probably at risk for the Spurs to lose it, let's just say they made all three of those guys restricted for agents, is probably Kyle Anderson. Teams are seeing that with Kawhi Leonard out, um, and him getting a starting role in real minutes, even though he, he's still not a, a great outside shooter, that's one of his areas that he doesn't that he doesn't really do on the floor that most NBA players do. He's such a he has so many other um, strengths to his game. You know, defensively he may be he may be a little slow off the dribble when when you try to get by him, but he kind of recovers pretty well. He's a great help defender, as I, as I mentioned on this previous Spurs cast, um, especially in his block percentage. And then offensively, you know, even though he's not scoring from from outside on three, he knows he knows how to get to the foul line. He knows how to post up. He knows how to pass from all different sorts of angles on the floor. He keeps the ball moving. He's a good rebounder. So so teams are definitely going to see Kyle as as an asset, and they make they may make a run at him, uh, and it may be a price should the Spurs make him restricted free agent that they don't want to match. Now the reason why I say that it's, it kind of revolves around some of the other players it's, is uh, we have to know what's going to happen with Tony Parker. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent this summer. The Spurs have a choice if they want to keep his cap hold on the books. It's a big amount. It's I think it's around fifteen million. So that's the choice they have to make: is what are they going to do with Parker? Are they going to keep him long term? Are they going to try to see if he'll take a pay cut and sign him with like a room exception or something like that? Uh, then there's some some players where it's not the Spurs' choice; it's their choice. So Danny Green has a player option coming up this summer. Uh, Rudy Gay as well, and then also Joffrey Laverne. So, so in a way, we don't we don't know exactly just yet where the Spurs management is leaning in terms of trying to bring all three of these young guys back: Anderson, Bertans, and Forbes. And like I said, it kind of depends on on what some of these other players do: Danny, um, Rudy Gay, Joffrey Laverne, and then what Tony Tony wants to do with Tony Parker as well as he heads into. Um, free agency, so that so that will become more clear as a uh, late June comes by, where you'll see uh, when those players have to give their their announcement on what they're going to do with that player option uh, for for Rudy Gay, Danny Green, and Joffrey Laverne. Our last Spurs cast uh, Twitter question comes from at Greco Suave. They ask, with so much time being missed, does this take Kawhi out of the MVP contest? And what would he need to contend? What would he need to do to to, to contend for the MVP? Uh, yeah, he's pretty much out of it. You know, I, I went back through the data and the last player to since 2000, the only player to play less than 11 games. And when the MVP was Allen Iverson that year, he played 71 games in the 2000, 2001 season. So he only missed 11 games. Kawhi's already missed 26 games here this season. And it, let's just say he comes back against on Saturday at Phoenix. That means he'll play. He'll have 56 games left now. That means he's only play, he'll he'll have only played sixty eight percent of the season, and that's if he plays all fifty six. From what we've seen with Tony Parker, you know, coming back from a long term injury, 
It looks like Pop's going to be very conservative with him in terms of uh, making sure to, to, to keep him fresh, not forcing him into heavy minutes here. So I think that you're going to see Kawhi, even though he's going to be back, you're still going to see him miss on the second night of back-to-backs initially for those first few months. You know, Pop's definitely not going to, um, and if he, you know, if he has some sort of slight um, hiccup there, um, injury-wise, it doesn't have to be his leg area, his quad area. It could be anywhere else. Pop's definitely going to going to be um, more toward the safety approach and, and make sure to hold him back from a game, especially you know. He he definitely has Pop knows that with, with even without him right now this team is on pace for fifty six wins so if he has to sit him out for a few more games here um, during the season he's going to definitely do that because the this, this Spurs should be okay so I don't think Kawhi will come back to win the MVP I mean it's just never been done historically with the number amount of games he's missed and yeah so I just don't think that's going to happen thank you again Spurscast listeners for sending us uh, for sending those questions um, to to the Spurscast account using the hashtag Spurscast. Uh, we're looking forward to the questions for next week. Okay, so the last segment of the Spurs cast, we're going to go ahead and preview their their upcoming games before the next before I record the next Spurs cast. So, uh, first they play Friday uh, versus the Boston Celtics. Um, so, so let's just give a quick update on the Spurs, how they're doing uh, through through twenty five games. They're seventeen and eight uh, offensively in the last ten games. Again, last ten games, they're scoring one hundred six point four points per one hundred possessions. That's twelfth twelfth um, in the NBA. On defense, they're holding teams to 99.4 points per 100 possessions, which is third in the NBA. Again, that's, of, that's as of the last 10 games of Wednesday night since uh, that I'm recording this. Uh, they're 8-2 and two in their last 10 games of the Spurs. Okay, so now let's look at the Celtics. They're 22-4 and four overall, first in the NBA. In their last 10 games, they're 8-2. and two. Um, The Spurs heading into this game are a two-point favorite as of Wednesday evening when I had checked, according to Vegas. In their last 10 games, the Celtics are scoring 110.6 points per 100 possessions, and uh, which is ranked 8th. Defensively, though, in these last 10 games, they've kind of slipped a little bit. They're allowing 104.2 points per 100 possessions, which is 13th. So, so that might be an area where you want to keep an eye on if you're trying to win the game for San Antonio. As far as my prediction goes, I'm going to go ahead and predict a loss for this game for the Spurs. I think that the Celtics still have a little bit too much. I, I'm kind of going back and forth here. You know, Vegas has San Antonio as the favorite. Um, the Spurs were kind of in that last game in Boston for like three quarters, and then and then it just went away from them, and, and the Celtics t- uh, went on a huge run, and San Antonio just couldn't get back in it. Without Kawhi Leonard, I was still going to pick San Antonio in this one had Kyle Anderson been available. I think if the Spurs have Kyle with his length, uh, the way he moves the ball, the way he can play some defense there um, against Jason Tatum and and um, and uh, what's the, the other guys, Jalen Brown, I think it would have been more of a plus. But because he's missing. I feel like the Spurs are going to have some issues there trying, trying to stop them, especially trying to stop Kyrie if Danny, if Danny Green their their only um, main defender who can be on him. Uh, so, so I'm going to go ahead and pick the Spurs to lose that game. So at this point, they'd be a 17-9 on the season. Then the following day, the Spurs travel to Phoenix to play the Suns. The Suns are 9-17 this season, 12th in the NBA. Uh, they announced that, that Devin Booker is going to miss a, a, a good chunk of time here with, with, with an injury. Um, they are 4-6 and six in the last 10 games. In their last 10 games, the Suns are scoring 104.3 points per 100 possessions, which is 16th in, in the NBA. Defensively, they're allowing teams to score 100, 108.4 points per 100 possessions, which is 23rd. I'm going to go ahead and since Kawhi's coming back and the Spurs, um, you know, even though it's on the second night of back-to-back in Phoenix, I'm still going to pick the Spurs to win this game. So the Spurs would be 18-9 at this point. Then the Spurs have Sunday and Monday off, two days off, finally. Uh then they're going to play uh, at Dallas Tuesday. Now, Dallas, even though they're the worst team in the West by record, 7-18, and 18, they've actually been playing better basketball here. They're 5-5 uh, five and five in their last 10 games. Offensively, they're scoring 105.2 points per 100 possessions, which is 15th in the NBA. And defensively, 
They're holding teams to 101.2 points per 100 possessions, which is fifth. And again, this is as of the last 10 games, not the full season. Still, even though Dallas is playing better basketball, I'm going to take San Antonio in this one. Um, 19 and nine. I think Kawhi gets his feet under him a little bit more. He's already had more. Um, you know, he, he's already at this point. We've, we're thinking he's had one game of experience under his. I mean, one game back under his belt. So he should be okay. I, I'm going to pick Spurs, the Spurs, to win that one. So I'm predicting they go uh, two and one here in their next three games, and then by that point after that, we'll record the next Spurs cast episode 474. So we'll see how the Spurs do at this point uh, by next Wednesday or Thursday. I'm I'm, I'm I'm predicting at least they'd be 19 and nine, but we'll see how they do. Uh, again, thank you SpursCast listeners for for listening to this episode. Again, if you have a question regarding the Spurs, send it to hashtag SpursCast. If you're on Twitter, please follow us at Project Spurs at AT League underscore NBA at the SpursCast and at Project Spurs Network. And again, please continue to visit ProjectSpurs.com, analyzing the league.com and ProjectSpurs.net. And if you're listening to this on iTunes, please leave us a rating and review. Thank you. Have a great day. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com prenatal. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.